1: Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Britain's Conservative government announced a 25% windfall tax on the profits of oil and gas firms that would be used to support $19 billion U.S. in assistance for low income households struggling with a sharp spike. In the cost of living. Now, Chancellor Rishi Sunak said that the levy would be placed on energy companies that were making extraordinary profits due to the spike in commodity prices uh, following the reopening of the global economy as COVID restrictions eased and Russia's invasion. Of Ukraine. Now, the profits uh, did not arise because of changes to risk-taking or innovations or inefficiency," uh, said Sunak, uh, Britain's top finance official. And for that reason, he says uh, uh, he is sympathetic to the arguments to tax these profits fairly. And that is, of course, the uh, the finance minister, what is essentially the finance minister in England. Joining us now to discuss the windfall tax is Jay Zagorski, senior lecturer of markets, public policy, and law at Boston University's Questrom School of business mr zagorski thank you for joining us today thank you for having me on your show jeff uh, so i guess the first question i i gotta ask you did the announcement surprise you particularly coming from a conservative government
0: coming from a conservative government yes and let me say just as a quick uh headline politically hmm. this was brilliant <laughs> economically neutral environmentally this is a disaster Mm-hmm. So, well, let, sorry, go ahead. It surprised me, so let me answer the political one. Mm-hmm. Why is it brilliant? Because the Labour, which is sort of the opposition party in England, had been championing this idea for a long time. And the Conservative, the party in power, who actually just announced this on Thursday on the 26th, said no, 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 and then suddenly the finance minister, or the chancellor, uh, as you called him, uh, mm-hmm. basically reversed. And everyone was like, Wow. <laughs> So politically, if you steal your opponent's ideas, uh, great idea, but it's brilliant for a second reason. Um, The money from this tax will be used to be given to poor voters, particularly not just the poor, but to pensioners. So pensioners tend to vote more than younger people. So you're giving basically extra checks, it's not checks because the money is being deposited directly into people's bank accounts, but to use that old-fashioned idea, you're giving checks basically to the people who are on the fence about whether they like your party or not. So politically, outstanding. Mm
1: -hmm. I applaud. (laughs) Now, uh, let's just uh, unpack some of the things you've said. this has happened before. I'm think, trying to think back. I think in the early 1980s in the UK, they they mm-hmm. did tax. I do believe the banks for excess banks. profits. Banks in
0: 1981 uh, had a windfall tax. Yep.
1: Is is this something that you think maybe? Uh, introduced in other countries your country here in canada as well potentially i mean uh, people are hurting the impacts of inflation are significant Um, here in canada food prices are up by about 10 percent gas prices april of 2021 to april of 2022 are up 36 percent and here where i'm broadcasting from in vancouver uh, we pay the highest gas prices in all of canada for a variety of reasons some of those problems are self-inflicted but in regards to the underlying economic question that all people around the world, but particularly here in North America, we're dealing with in a significant way. Uh, do you see something like this being introduced in your country or, or, or here in Canada?
0: I don't see here in the United States uh, an idea for a windfall profit tax. Uh, it's not gaining a lot of political traction. It's much more... Windfall profit taxes were suggested for many, many decades, primarily by socialist parties. Um, And there's just not a large socialist movement here in the United States. So I don't see it gaining traction. Instead, what's gaining traction in the United States are things like rebates on the price consumers pay or for particularly gas taxes here in the United States. A number of states have canceled gas taxes. They're called gas tax holidays, where the state uh, or maybe in Canada, the province, uh, Mm -hmm. eliminates collecting some of the taxes at the pump so that people who drive cars can actually get a lower price.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, the province of Alberta uh, has introduced that. Uh, in the province of British Columbia, where I'm broadcasting from, uh, we are getting a check for $110, uh, period. So that would give you a, a tank of gas, probably, barely, for a Ford F-150. Um, but in the unit UK, in this case, uh, with uh, the windfall tax, they're they're uh, saying the, the additional tax will help pay for at least $1,500 U.S., in financial support to, to the most vulnerable households, as you said. Uh, you also commented the, at the beginning that this is a terrible situation when it comes to climate change. Could you elaborate on that? So, for climate change,
0: the United Kingdom has promised to be uh, net zero by 2035. Net zero basically means they're not going to be, their power sectors aren't going to be uh, emitting carbon. Um, and that's roughly, since uh, this is 2022, there's roughly 13 or so, 14 years from now. If an oil or gas company doesn't want to pay this windfall profit tax, all mm-hmm. they have to do is invest in either onshore or offshore in the United Kingdom oil and natural gas production. So let's assume that I'm an oil and natural gas company and I have an extra 2 or $3 billion in profits because oil prices have gone up, and I just announced that I'm just going to start a $2 billion drilling in the North Sea. Mm -hmm. Um, and $2 billion gets subtracted from, say, my $3 billion tax. So I would only have to pay the windfall profit tax on, say, a billion. So what this is is an immediate incentive for power companies, oil and gas companies in the United Kingdom to start drilling. And if you're trying to get to net zero by 2035, you want to invest in, say, things like renewables, not necessarily be investing in more oil and natural gas production. Hmm. So environmentally... It's sort of going in opposite directions for what the United Kingdom government only a few months ago announced.
1: How much uh, of an Im- – in- in- these companies are all global uh, at the end of the day. Shell, which I used in, in my example, oh. and there are many others. I guess uh, does- could this uh, s- to a certain degree push these companies to make decisions uh, in regards to investment uh, internally or even how they structure their businesses where they may just want to leave the UK or at least reduce their exposure to the US, U- uh, UK um, because of this decision? I don't think so, and I don't think there's
0: huge investor pressure on them. Let me talk about one of the biggest uh, oil and natural gas companies in the United Kingdom, which is BP, British Petroleum, right? named mm-hmm. after England, right? Britain. Uh, on Wednesday, comparing Wednesday's stock price to today, or Friday afternoon stock price, the stock actually went up a few pennies. So investors didn't look at this and go, oh, this is terrible. Uh, and there's been whispers uh, last week about potentially the windfall profit tax because these things are very hard to hide. Uh, and if you look at the graph over the last month, it's pretty much straight up for British Petroleum. Your example was Shell. Shell, well, Shell's down a few cents, but very little. It's up over 12 percent its stock price in the past month. There's no huge dip. The huge dip actually happened and a number of power companies but those power companies were electric power companies that were primarily invested in renewables those were the stocks that got hammered last week in the united kingdom ones that are investing in like offshore wind because what their investors are saying is oh, the major gas players the major oil and gas players they're going to be made stronger by this the government is giving them an incentive to invest and that's less incentive for people to invest in say offshore wind Plus, the United Kingdom said, uh, or the chancellor said in his speech, that right now this is a windfall profit tax on oil and gas companies, and we're thinking about electricity to companies, and that will be announced in the future. So, uh, you know, the big oil shell companies, British Petroleum, they weren't hurt in any way, shape or form, it appears, at
1: least according to the stock market. The other um, issue, I guess the broader issue, is just looking at these energy companies. The energy transition uh, is here. It it, uh, will take many decades to make that complete change that we all want to see, and hopefully it'll be quick because we need to in the context of climate change. But also in the context of climate change, what do you think is happening within these oil companies, the changes that are going to be required? Are they culturally, in your mind, able to deal with what we'd like to see eventually is not to use their product?
0: That's a hard one to answer. Um, I won't reveal the name of the company, but I have a neighbor who only lives a few houses away, works for one of the major oil companies, uh, and mm-hmm. he's in you know, their environmental division, and he keeps telling me, oh, yes, we are changing. We used to pump you know, oil out of the ground, but we're really in, in the energy business, and we don't care whether it's renewable or not. We just want to be providing you power. That said, while he makes a very convincing case when I talk to him, Mm-hmm. Uh, when I actually look at what energy companies are doing, they still seem to be continuing to drill for oil, still looking for new fields for oil and natural gas. So I'm just not sure the rhetoric
1: matches the actions. Mm-hmm. And because ultimately, I mean, uh, depending on what study you look at, some would say the energy the move from coal to oil took 75 years. Other study would say about 100 years. The transition from fossil fuels to the real renewables, uh, one hopes, will be very quick. But culturally, it would be very difficult for these companies because the near-term needs, which is what shareholders want, which is profit, is still going to be in the traditional business.
0: Mm-hmm. I completely agree. I, I want to switch back just a little bit to what the chancellor did because what i said originally was that i thought it was a politically brilliant move we talked Mm -hmm. about that and we talked about the environment which i thought was a disaster but i want to chat just for a little bit about economically and i'm sort of neutral on this and one of the things if you listen to his speech uh the finance minister did or the chancellor did is he was talking a lot about inflation he's very concerned Uh, British inflation, uh, it's a little bit higher right now than Canadian inflation, but inflation all around the world is going up. The problem is that he is proposing to give 15 billion pounds to poor people, and he's only paying for 5 billion pounds of that, which means that the British deficit this year is going to be another 10 billion pounds, because he's giving 15 billion away, only paying for it with this windfall profit tax with 5 billion of it. And when the deficit continues to go up, that means the British government has to pay more and more on their debt, and interest rates are rising because of higher inflation. So this means the British government is basically having an unfunded liability. Basically, it's like your listener, you know, going out, charging a whole bunch on their credit card and saying, it's okay, I can charge a lot on my credit card because I can pay a third of it down. Well, but what about the other two-thirds?
1: Mm-hmm. I guess part of it does address the issue. Um, you talked about this being a politically, uh, just a a, a a great move politically, but it does, uh, at the end of the day, speak to what political leaders are probably hearing, which is I'm having trouble now. I need help now as a citizen. I am paying more for my bread. I'm paying more for my steak. I can't afford to buy certain foods anymore. I can't afford to buy that uh, you know, that, uh, steak that I like having, or I have to cut back somewhere because I'm on a fixed income. And so when these residents and taxpayers, depending on, it doesn't matter what country you're in, sees, see these profits, you can understand, one would argue, why these elected officials are doing this.
0: Oh, I see completely. Uh, and even in Canada, there's relatively high provincial tax rates uh, on many oil and gas things many of the oil and gas projects are done on provincial land. Right? Um, but even though they're relatively easy and it takes care of, say, public anger, because mm-hmm. why are they earning so much money and you know it's very hard for me to get by, I'm not sure economically this makes a lot of sense. When you have inflation, prices are going up, it's harder and harder to live. Giving people money allows people to spend more which drives prices up even further. So it's a bit like saying to someone who's an alcoholic, here, I'll take care of you by giving you a beer or a glass of wine. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not necessarily always the best thing. It might be a temporary fix, but in the long term, giving an alcoholic extra alcohol, while it temporarily handles the problem, in the long term, sometimes makes things worse.
1: This is specific to the UK at this point. Who knows if other countries will follow? But is this a reminder or a wake-up call? I don't know for energy companies, but this is where the mindset of the public's at, and they are going to have to deal with greater attempts by elected officials to extract more dollars from them. And because of climate change, they're never going to be viewed as the good guys in any way by the vast majority of people. Mm -hmm.
0: Mm -hmm. That said... Wow, I I completely agree with you that I don't think that they're ever going to be viewed as good guys. And while in many ways they're sitting targets for politicians to increase on taxes, we all need power. I'm sitting here in Mm -hmm. an office and I'm looking up at electric lights right now, which are powered by electricity. As soon as this interview is over, I'm going to hop in my car and go drive someplace. Uh, We don't want to give up our creature comforts. We like our air conditioning, we like our cars, we like to eat our homes in the winter. We like doing things that are very energy intensive and because of that, whether we treat oil and natural gas companies as good people or bad people, we are still dependent on them.
1: Uh, I guess the other issue is that we keep talking about Shell, we talked about BP, we could talk about Chevron. The bulk of the oil companies in this world are still run by states, Saudi, Aramco, Uh, Chinese companies. Mm -hmm. Yes, exactly. And so it is a Western conversation we're having, yet 70% of the oil and gas companies wouldn't be impacted because they're owned by states. Mm
0: -hmm. And uh, to add to that list, we can think about Russia, where while the oil companies are independent, it appears to me that Vladimir Putin has a very large influence on exactly what they do.